Hi YouTube, it's Josh Jamals and welcome back to my channel. Today's video is the super secret, super special guest episode in my Curious Case series that I've been hyping up for the past couple of days. And this episode is finishing off my mini feature guest series that I've been- America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Been having uh, this week whilst there's been stuff going on for me. Um, so be sure to go check out all the other creators if you've missed. That. You can probably tell from the title of this video and the thumbnail who the guest is. The wonderful and amazing Caitlin Rose. This week it has been so, 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 so nice to have my friends come on the channel and support me and help me out whilst I've had to do other things. It has been really heartwarming to see everyone's response to that too. And I'm really happy that everyone has given them all some support and love and uh, really enjoyed these videos. I will be back next Sunday. That is for definite. Everyone this week who's come on my channel has really helped me out all week. They've really helped uh, behind the scenes too. So they all deserve all the support and love that you've sent me. I just like to point out this video has not been made to cause disrespect or anything like that. It's just been made to spread awareness about this case by compiling information from various different public sources on the internet. Now with all that being said, Let's delve right into this case. Hi everyone, my name is Caitlin Rose and over on my channel I make a whole bunch of different types of videos mostly surrounding true crime and psychological cases as well as a little bit of university and lifestyle wherever I can. So today I'm on the lovely Joshua Mars' channel who is absolutely amazing as I'm sure a lot of you are already aware. But I'm going to be discussing a, an unsolved true crime case which I personally never heard of before and I'm sure a lot of other people maybe haven't heard of. But it is believed to be associated with quite a well-known true crime case that is actually discussed quite a lot. So I'll go into a little bit about that later on in the video. Today I'm going to be discussing the disappearance of Eugene Wade Martin who disappeared when he was only 13 years Years old on his paper route so it's all very strange like I said it's associated with another or believed to be associated with another case so if you want to hear about the details of the case then keep on watching but as always as if you've never seen any of my videos on my channel you won't know that I always put like a little disclaimer at the start of the video just in case any of you maybe haven't really uh, seen any of these videos and you don't really know what us true crime youtubers do but I'm simply here relaying facts that I found on the internet through research myself I'm not pretending to be an expert and I apologize if I get anything wrong or if I miss anything out I'm not trying to do anyone an injustice like I said I'm simply relaying the information that I have researched myself so if you want to hear about Eugene Wade Martin's disappearance then keep on watching and we shall just get started Eugene Wade Martin was born on the 17th of August 1970 in Des Moines in Iowa, meaning that at the time of his disappearance, as I said, he was only 13 years old. Eugene was known to have a distinctive scar on his right knee, as well as scarring from a previous broken right wrist. On August the 12th, 1984, 13-year-old Eugene started off his morning by getting ready for his typical daily newspaper route. This was his daily routine, and typically in the mornings, his older stepbrother would do his paper route with him so that he wasn't alone, but on this particular day, 
away just as an off chance his older brother didn't go with him. So in the early hours of August the 12th, 1984, Eugene headed out alone. And on that morning, Eugene had been wearing a gray pullover jumper, a red t-shirt and blue jeans. According to the Charlie Project page dedicated to Eugene's disappearance, there were a few witnesses who claimed to have seen Eugene talking to an unidentified older man between the times of 5 and 5.15 stood on the corner of Southwest 12th Street and Highview Drive. The witnesses placed this unidentified man as being in his somewhere in his 30s and being very clean cut in his appearance. Somewhere between 6.10am and 6.15am, Eugene's bag filled with a few undelivered newspapers was found abandoned on the corner of Southwest 14th and Highview Drive. When his paper route manager was alerted of the fact that someone had seen this bag of Des Moines Register newspapers un undelivered and left on the side of the street, he decided to leave it a little bit of time, assuming that perhaps maybe they'd come across this bag and not seen Eugene delivering papers elsewhere, like he'd put the bag down. So he decided to give it a little bit of time before becoming concerned. But then by the time quarter past seven in the morning rolled around and he began getting more and more complaints from customers that they hadn't had their newspapers delivered, he decided that it was now time to be concerned. His first port of call was obviously to pick up the papers and continue finish delivering them. But he also rang up Eugene's home just to kind of check, see if everything was okay maybe Eugene had fallen ill and it was all kind of too quick for him to finish his paper route or something and as a group they decided to wait another 15 minutes to see if they heard from Eugene or if Eugene came home but when these 15 minutes passed and no one had heard from him they decided to go out looking for him themselves and not long after this Eugene's father called the police to report him as missing because they knew that this was not usual of Eugene whatsoever they knew that he wouldn't have done something so reckless as to just leave his newspapers lying on the street and not tell his parents where he was going so this was when he was reported as missing and the search ensued and then at 8 40 a.m that same morning a bunch of local residents all kind of banded together and began going out and looking for eugene themselves obviously they are possibly the most familiar with the area and so they chose to take it upon themselves to search everywhere they could to see if there were any signs of him maybe if he was sat in a friend's house or something but sadly ever since that day he has not been heard from or seen at all. So one of the main areas of investigation in relation to Eugene Martin's case is the potential similarities. A lot of people believe that there is some sort of association somewhere with the disappearance of Johnny Gosh. 12 year old Johnny Gosh also disappeared while on his paper route just two years before in the same area while he was delivering Des Moines registered newspapers. Now, I won't go too much into Johnny Gosh's case in particular, but I will discuss the similarities. There are some fantastic videos on Johnny Gosh's disappearance on YouTube already, if you want to give them a search. I know Georgia Marie has literally just uploaded one just before I filmed this. So um, definitely if you want to hear a little bit about Johnny's case in particular, then have a search elsewhere because there are some fantastic videos out there already. So authorities chose to approach Eugene's disappearance case as a kidnapping case because there was no sign of him whatsoever. It was all very like he vanished into thin air. And because of the similarities between this case and Johnny Gosh's case in the same area, two years later, they decided that in all likelihood, something could have gone wrong here as in a third party was most likely involved. They decided that they would kind of first focus on this man that he was seen talking to while he was on his paper route. This witness claimed to have seen this guy in his 30s. He was believed to be around five foot nine, clean shaven with a medium build. Obviously it's quite a generic description. There isn't a lot of detail there, but 
it's a place to start. A team of FBI specialists became involved in the investigation at one point and they released a profile of the type of person that they believed in all likelihood they were looking for in relation to Eugene's case if it was a kidnapping. So they said generally the person is an introvert, a loner who may or may not be extra guilt ridden on what he does but will not turn himself in. And there has also since been an age progression photo of what Eugene is believed to have looked like if he was around 40 because obviously it's been quite a few years now so this is kind of something that's been released more recently in hopes of perhaps someone identifying him all these years later. So going back to the discussion of the relationship or the potential relationship between Johnny Gosh's case and Eugene Martin's case, there are a lot of similarities which are kind of quite hard to ignore when you look into it. Like the further you go into it, the more you get drawn in. I came across this absolutely fascinating post on Reddit where someone had literally um, done a lot of research and stated out every similarity they believe points towards the cases being related, whether that be um, a paedophile ring or some sort of group of people that are kidnapping these young boys, or whether that be just a single predator who's, who's attacking these young boys. It could be anything, but I thought I'd go through the similarities that this person listed because the more, like I said, the more you look into it, the more similar they appear. So the similarities between the cases include that they were only about a year apart in age, both paperboys for the same newspaper, the Des Moines Register. Both the disappearances took place early hours of a Sunday morning and their disappearances took place on the same time of year. Eugene vanished two weeks after the anniversary of Johnny Gosh's disappearance. Both disappearances took place in very close vicinities, both in seemingly very safe neighbourhoods with quite low crime rates, so it was very unexpected that this would occur twice in very safe neighbourhoods. Both of their remaining newspapers were left behind while the boys vanished. So as I said, Eugene's sack was found full of the undelivered newspapers, whilst Johnny's wagon full of undelivered newspapers was found on the corner that he disappeared from. Investigators couldn't find any sign of a struggle or a fight at either of the disappearance scenes, so much so that neither of the boys' disappearances were noticed until hours later when customers began to complain that their newspapers hadn't been delivered on time. And it was considered extremely unlikely that either of the boys would run away from home of their own accord, and also to be able to do so extremely well to the point where they have never been found since. Both boys had made plans for the following week, uh, Eugene's birthday was coming up and they both just seemed to be very well adjusted boys living happy lives and so there was no uh, plausible explanation as to why they would run away from home themselves. And as I dug deeper into this discussion of the two cases being linked, I actually found another post that stated that there were a number of uh, near abductions in the Des Moines area in the 80s that all just happened in very close vicinity with very similar similar stories to them, which is all kind of strange. On July 10th, 1986, a 15-year-old, his name was Jim Pollack, was delivering his newspapers when a man attempted to grab him. He managed to fight off this stranger and run to safety. And this near abduction happened nearly three years after Johnny Gosh's disappearance and only about half a mile away from where Johnny Gosh's wagon full of his newspapers was found abandoned. And then in September of 1988, a boy between the ages of 10 and 13, there aren't specific details on this case, um, he found himself being followed by a man in a white van while on his newspaper route. On November 1st, 1988, 
10-year-old Mike Fackler was delivering newspapers for the Des Moines Register when a man in a jogging suit appeared out of a car and began to chase him down the street. Mike dropped his papers and ran down the street yelling for help, so much so that a neighbour was alerted and managed to pull him to safety before anything happened. On the 15th of July 1989, another young boy, this time he was 11 years old, he was also delivering newspapers when he noticed a man in a white van following him. The stranger in the van began to yell at him, telling him to get in the car and that if he didn't he would hurt him. He started threatening him, scaring him and so the boy ran to safety to a neighbour's house where he could call the police. On the 14th of September 1989, an 11-year-old girl, her name was Melissa Gale, she was also delivering papers for the Des Moines Register when a man in a blue car pulled up beside her and told her to get in. But what the man in the car hadn't realised was that her father was actually out helping her deliver those papers that day and he was a little while down the street behind her. So when this stranger pulled up to her in the car and told her to get in the car, she just turned around and ran to her father and obviously the stranger got spooked and drove off. And this one in particular took place around two miles away from Eugene Martin's home. So it is entirely possible looking at this timeline of not only Eugene Martin's disappearance and Johnny Gosh's disappearances, but all these near abductions that took place in the years following in the same area on the same paper route, that there could potentially be or have been a serial predator roaming Des Moines who preyed on younger newspaper delivery children who were on their paper route for the Des Moines Register. So that is everything I have to discuss today. Obviously there aren't a lot of details on Eugene Martin's disappearance because pretty much it's one of those cases, um, there's quite a few that you come across when you do a little bit of research where there isn't a lot of details and there isn't a lot of known sightings or anything. Sadly, sometimes these individuals, these victims, do just seem to vanish in thin air. And that's the case, sadly, with Eugene Wade Martin. So let me know your thoughts down below in relation to whether you think there is a serial predator or there was a serial predator roaming the streets of Des Moines in the 1980s, because to me, it just seems like too much of a coincidence that all of these children had all of these experiences that were so similar in such a close vicinity. It could potentially be that it's not one serial predator but a group of them so whether there's some sort of secret um, paedophile ring or a group of predators who worked together and targeted the same group of children I don't know let me know your thoughts down below I love to you guys discussions if you want to hear some more true crime cases and psychological cases or university and lifestyle videos as I said then head on over to my channel and obviously if you have never been to Josh's channel before then check out all of his other videos because he's honestly so so good at what he does and um, he's honestly one of my favourite YouTubers ever so I just want to say thank you to Josh for featuring me on your channel I hope you guys enjoyed me being here and I would love to see your guys's kind of comments and inputs and discussions in the comments below I hope you all found this interesting thank you so much for watching and I hope to see you all very soon thank you all so much for watching this special guest episode in my curious case true crime series isn't Caitlin amazing if you're not familiar with her content then i've left a link to her channel at the top of the description you need to go check her out and binge watch all of her videos because they are so thorough they're really good and they're all super interesting if you're new here i usually upload two videos a week one on a wednesday which is lighthearted, one on a sunday which is a true crime video so be sure to subscribe and hit the bell icon so you can be notified every single time that i post i am back again a week today next sunday i'm back with a new case i'm ready i hope you are all ready too and with all that being said 
I'll see you in the next video. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.